Welcome to Get Sharad, the show that explores long-held beliefs, pain points, and healing from trauma. I'm your host, Sharad, and while I may not have all of the answers, I do have all of the questions. Let's explore together. Hey there. Welcome to my podcast. Um, Per usual, I want to say, oh, this is my favorite subject and (laughs) this has been the one thing that has revolutionized my life more than any other thing I've used so um let's be clear there's not there's not just one thing that revolution is revolutionizes our life okay we can get an entire tool belt of things that revolutionize our life so today the thing that I want to talk about is moving towards love and away from hate and um, in order to understand some of the concepts that I'm going to be talking about in today's episode, it's really important that you've listened to episode two, which is our ecosystem episode. That's going to give you a little bit more context for um, the, the things that I'm going to be talking about today. So I want to talk about what it looks like to move towards love. I was actually going to put off recording this particular um, episode. Um, And I don't know why, but it is just, it kind of feels like a great episode to post right before the new year um, for us to begin to expand our capacity to receive love and to begin to develop structure so that we can facilitate more love in our lives. So Kind of what I want to start with is I want to kind of set the stage for you um, about my introduction to love. So the fun part is um, my faith, I'm a Christian, and so I grew up in the church, and there are a lot of different ideas about um, Jesus and the Bible, um, but I would say that in general, we can all say um, that love is kind of the focus of our faith. Um, and if you're unable to say that, then I'm just going to say, I have made love to be the focus of my Christian faith. And so for a long time, I, I thought I was practicing love. Um, and when I was 30, I would say there was this really deep and profound encounter with love, um, because of a one uh, approach to self-awareness that I took. And that was somebody proposed to me that my inner dialogue or my inner critic or my inner narrative, whatever you want to call what it is that's inside of you, that's running through your thoughts all day, right? Is that, is it, they asked me how kind, (laughs) how kind is, was that monologue did I have towards myself? And it sounds really simple, and now we have all these phrases out there, right? But this was eight years ago. This was eight years ago, kind of when we were coming on the scene, Brene Brown was beginning to get really popular. Emotional intelligence was like coming on the scene in the church. Um, And so to evaluate my um, inner narrative was brand new. In fact, I would be willing to say that I wasn't aware that I had an inner narrative until I was 30. And so when I begin to evaluate and practice self-awareness in my inner dialogue, um, I, 
I swear this is so funny. I just, I realized that like I was literally living a lifestyle of self-hatred and self-betrayal and self-judgment. And so for me to, to introduce this concept um, that I could be kind towards myself and that I could exercise uh, compassion towards myself was absolutely brand new. Absolutely brand new. And here's what I learned in that process. It was that in that moment, I had to come to the realization that for 30 years, I had been practicing a lifestyle of hate and judgment and um, choosing love, even though the bottom line, it can be boiled down to a choice, right? Um, there, there's this idea that there's you, it's not a light switch. Okay. So this is going back to the idea that like, I'm not broken. Okay. I am wounded. And if I'm wounded, then we need to approach the wound like we would an ecosystem. So I had been facilitating an ecosystem of hatred and judgment for 30 years in my life, 30 years. And all of a sudden I was given this option that like, Hey, Shira, did you know that you could practice love? Did you know that that was an option? And to be honest with you, as simple as it sounds, I actually didn't know that was an option. That, that idea never crossed my mind. No one had proposed it to me in that way before, or maybe they had. And this was the first time that it was really landing and taking hold inside of me. And so I began to practice love. Just like I had practiced hate, just like I would look at myself in the mirror every day and find the things that I didn't like and um, point out the things to myself that I had to change in order to be acceptable or worthy of love or worthy of a boyfriend or worthy of beauty. Um, I was able to find all the things that were wrong with me that disqualified me from an amazing, beautiful, successful, delightful life. And the really interesting thing is, the truth is, having wrinkles or um, having more weight on your body or being extra skinny, none of those things actually get to determine whether or not our life is delightful or successful. And yet I'd allowed these things to become disqualifiers for the greatness that was imprinted on my DNA from the very beginning of my life. It was, it was, it's been a profound journey. I think it would be easy to say that like, oh, I've had one pivotal moment and it changed everything for me and there was a light bulb. And while I have had those, I would more often say that that has become a normal occurrence in my life of encountering love over and over again and finding new places that I can practice it that pull me away from hate. One of the things that I like about moving towards love is it is very similar to the ecosystem episode that we've done earlier. And when we begin to practice love, the cool thing about love is love is not worried about the behaviors that harm us. Not because it's not concerned that we're not caring for ourselves well, 
but it's because love knows that if we let it in the door even an inch, that it will begin to consume and fill our lives so much that it will pu push out the bad behaviors, um, the bad coping mechanisms, the things that harm us, the things that don't cultivate a beautiful and delightful and satisfying life. So what will this what will this perspective shift in your life? One of the things that I love, um, um, if you don't know, I have I'm a life coach. I have clients. Um, and one of the things that I love working with them on the most is most often clients come to me and they're like, I want to change this behavior. And the cool thing is I actually don't work in, in behavior modification. Um, I work in an introduction to love so that it can overtake your life and increase the standard that you have for your own life. Not because your standard isn't high enough, but it's because we believe lies about what our life can look like. This will shift powerfully in your life because as you become more acquainted with love, you learn that love has a standard. Love has boundaries and love has a structure. And that structure, that ecosystem that we're moving towards doesn't allow hate or judgment or self-betrayal to exist in its ecosystem. It will eat it up and spit it out, which is what I love about love. So practically, what does this look like? I, I have developed so many practices over the past eight years. Um, and the fun part is just when I think that there's not another practice to do, I am introduced to yet another area of my life in which I can practice receiving more love, inviting more love into my life, or even pursuing what love looks like. Love is not scared of our greatness and love is not scared of our mistakes. So practically, because this is an ecosystem thing and most of us think in machine terms, um, practically, I there are questions that I've begun to ask myself every day. Um, what does love say about this? How can I let more love into my life? What choice would love make? How would love show up here? How does love want to show up? Um, there was a, a, a season in my life where one of the practices that I had was every day I would wake up and I would say, I choose to receive love today in whatever form it comes in. And it caused me to open my eyes to all the ways in which love was operating in my life that maybe previously I hadn't noticed because I wasn't actually looking for it or trying to cultivate and grow an ecosystem of love in my life. So there are a couple of daily practices I wanna give you to be able to start on this journey. The number one practice that I started with um, which can be terrifying for a lot of people, and, and I really understand that. But the, the number one practice, um, I actually learned from a mentor, and she had us stand in front of a mirror and look at ourselves and find the things that we loved about ourselves and talk to ourselves in the mirror. 
And as we had a conversation with ourselves, the conversation was full of kindness and compassion and love and affection. And from that place, I would find the things that I already liked. And I would tell myself that I liked them out loud. And then as I started moving towards love, because love is not a switch that we just turn on, there were areas of my body that maybe I didn't love, but that I was learning to. And so I would kindly place my hands on those parts of my body and I would say, body, I don't know how to love you yet, but I am learning. Please be patient with me as I learn how to love you. It's one of my favorite practices. It's one of those practices that I still do to this day. Another practice um, is to be able to write out on a piece of paper. You want to divide it into two sections. On the left-hand side, you want to write down the inner narrative that's going through your head. And if you have trouble identifying what that inner narrative it is, let me help help you out a little bit. Your inner narrative um, most commonly is, I'm too much or I'm not enough. I'm too heavy. I'm not pretty enough. I need to lose weight. I need to gain weight. I'm too loud or I'm too quiet. I'm not funny enough. I'm not delightful enough. I'm too weird. I'm too awkward. I'm strange. No one will love me. I'm not worthy of love. Those are all statements that an inner narrative of someone who is cultivating an ecosystem of hate sounds like. And so I would write those things out on the left-hand side of the paper. And then on the right-hand side, I would then ask love what it said about those things. And I would write it out so I would have a comparison between what hate was telling me and what love was telling me. And I did like five to seven pieces of paper. I did so many papers and I would tape these to my mirrors so that when I looked in the mirror every day, I would see the options that I had before me. My option was either to choose hate or to choose love. So I'm going to encourage you guys as we go into the new year, as we set, um, if you set intentions or if you set goals or whatever it is that you do to be able to make shifts and changes in your life, I would like to invite you to add cultivating an ecosystem of love to that list, to that practice, to that exercise to maybe cultivate a little bit more love in your life so that we can give a little bit more love away. All right, this is the last episode for this year. Thank you so much for joining us. I look forward to seeing you in the new year and I invite you to take up the challenge of cultivating an ecosystem of love. Thanks for listening to Get Sherrod. Before I go, show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving me a review and sharing this episode with your friends. To stay connected, follow me on Instagram at sherrod.janelle. Or if you're interested in starting your own journey to healing, check out my website, sherrodjanelle.com, 
you can find the link below.